Welcome everyone to SolveCast Podcast today. I'm welcoming Don Ring Rose. And the problem that we are speaking about today is organizational performance. So that entails effectiveness, efficiency, streamlining, overall, how can we improve organizations involving culture? So we're going to dive into that today. So welcome, Don, if you'd like to share a, a brief intro about yourself. Thanks very much, Jen. I'm really pleased to be here today. Organizational excellence is a passion of mine, and I've been working as a management consultant since about 1982, so quite some time. And I've been working with organizations to help them improve their performance, not just working as a consultant too. I've also uh, been involved in running a number of businesses. So it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. All right, wonderful. So let's uh, dive right in. Uh, What is the challenge of pain point that we're solving for? What is the problem we're solving for, which is organizational performance? And what is your definition of organizational excellence? So if you could share a little bit about identifying and understanding this problem. Yes, I when I look at organizational excellence, and with all I've learned over time, and and the sorts of methods I've used, I I really can describe it as a a formula for success. If you implement the best management practices that are common to high-performing organizations, you develop a culture committed to excellence, and you go on to achieve exceptional results across a balanced system of measurement. And it's very formulaic, but it's much more challenging than it sounds. So I like to be able to convey this to, to others and share that sort of knowledge so that they can understand it and help them develop the skills so they can fly on their own. Could you share a little bit more about the decades of global research that you're conducting? And again, how does that compare with others who are attacking on uh, the same problem as well? I'd love to hear just the details of the specifics of your research. Yeah. Well, I've been pretty passionate about this project. I've been doing it since 2015 and, and the research continues. And what I've been able to capture is a global organizational index. And so far, we've got about 2,000 respondents from around the world, a really nice, good cross-section of the working population by role, size, industry sector, country, or region. And what's really nice about this is that is capturing your typical organization. Leaders or managers that know nothing about organizational excellence, really totally unfamiliar, right through to those that are quite sophisticated. So for for the very first time, we've got an index that captures current state. What's really happening in organizations right now, today? What's going well? What needs to improve? And it's funny that this had never been done in all the history of excellence models, what they have captured with excellence models is a lot of information about high-performing organizations, which is great because that's something to strive towards, but there's such a very small percentage Mm -hmm. of organizations. Let's face it, the bulk are in the, we're just beginning phase or we're we're off to a good start or we're doing well, but very few are high performing. And so what I wanted to do is capture this index so that organizations could see how they measure up and they could compare themselves to others with without being too daunted by the high performing organizations and maybe what they want to strive for. Uh, but I wanted them to be able to take a compare to everyday organizations and see how they uh, compared. 
Sure, sure. What did you find that were the common threads or the the patterns that stood out with high performing organizations versus those that were struggling? I know there's literature and books out there about tipping point or outliers who are talking about all these factors, right? What do they all have in common in terms of effectiveness? I was just curious of, of what you found in your decades of research and experience. Well, one thing that I've noticed over the last number of years doing this study is that organizations are rating their culture quite positively. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's based on nine principles that we we define. But then when they get to rating how they're doing on all of these best management practices, and there's 102 for larger size organizations, and there's 51 for a micro size organization, but they're all of a sudden the ratings really drop. And it's so when they dive right in and they take a look at what they're doing, what they're not doing, that's where the rubber hits the road. Mm -hmm. It's very eye-opening. And we see that in the open-ended comments too. People say, oh my goodness sakes, I'm this is eye-opening doing this assessment and I'm learning more about my organization and it's just providing feedback for me right away about where I might need to concentrate effort. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the findings in, in terms of the real opportunities for improvement these days is database decision making. Mm-hmm. You know, so collecting data and measuring performance and making sure that you can make decisions on the basis of that data. And the other thing is prevention-based process management, which is just another way of saying you you need to kind of keep track of the way you do your work Mm -hmm. so that if a problem occurs, you can prevent it from happening again and it doesn't continue to plague you. So, So those are two characteristics of cultures out there, organizational cultures that I think a lot of organizations are are finding it to be a challenge these days. That's super interesting. Very robust, like 100 yeah. or even 50. You mentioned the nine. Would you uh, mind like sharing just a, a few that you found there that would stand out amongst very effective or just curious about the nine? Well, you know, if leadership involvement is really important, really excellent starts with a leader that's committed to excellence and wanting that organization to be the best it can be and inviting the employees on that quest. Let's all work together towards a common. So the vision, the mission, the values, the goals and objectives, let's all work together on this. And another really important principle is alignment because Mm -hmm. this is where, you know, everything in your organization has got to be aligned with those kind of corporate statements. And that includes things like strategic plans and business plans and the way the work is done, the way you you measure performance, the way you work with your employees towards doing a good job, the feedback you provide to them. It's all got to be in alignment because if it's not, mm. that's wasted time. That's wasted sure. time and resources. And so those are our two that that's come immediately to mind. Most organizations around the world are, are rating customer focus very high. Mm-hmm. They know. That if they don't have customers, they don't have a business. Yeah. So so that's no that's no surprise. Surprisingly, things like employee morale are, are rated a little bit lower. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think organizations lose sight of the fact 
how important their employees are and how important it is that they're satisfied and morale is up and they want to continue working there. You've made a big investment in them and you want them to continue delivering value to the organization and being happy to be there. Mm-hmm. So these are some, to me, it's fascinating findings. And especially in the last year and a half with this pandemic that's challenged a lot of organizations, it's it's been very interesting to see how ill-prepared a lot of organizations were Mm. because things like contingency planning, very low rated item. So it, it certainly gives you, you know, pause to think about these sorts of things and how organizations will be caught by an unforeseen event like this. And it also sheds light on why some organizations have been able to shift and adapt Mm -hmm. and stay alive yeah, well, really found floundered. So it's it's been fascinating to me looking at the results and also watching organizations that are really resilient. They're using these kind of practices or watching the organizations that are really struggling and having a tough time. I see. No, super interesting. So it, I'm just processing out loud that it sounds like you mentioned contingency planning, um, making sure to scale and measure it so that you identify a problem and be able to prevent it uh, so it doesn't happen again. Database management, and you mentioned even employee morale. These were the common factors that really moved the needle or in, in terms of companies thriving. Would you say that like as a synthesis and really culture, did you also mm-hmm. find, because I'm going to share this, that a lot of startups or organizations all share about their culture. Some highlight it more in their marketing, but just curious of, of the findings that in your research, would you say that was a major factor also with organizational, like the excellence models? Yeah, one thing we find about organizations, it's very interesting, this study. Number one, organizations are rating their culture a lot higher than they are on all these best management practices that you have in key management areas, like governance and leadership and the customer side of things, the employee side of things and so forth. And, and that's one thing. But, you know, another thing is when we do an assessment with an organization and we have a courageous enough leader to invite the employees to be part of that assessment mm-hmm. and everybody confidentially provides their ratings on how the organization is doing and to an open-ended comments. And we get this wonderful profile of their current state. This is some of the best information that a leader of a business can have because they find out more about that organization by doing that than they can anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And it's coming right from their employees. What's going well? What's not? Where do we need to improve? And as I think back, some organizations that I've worked with some of the issues that have been keeping the leaders up and it's revealed when you do the assessment as to what the problem has been and how to quickly remedy it. Mm-hmm. And each and every time we do one of these, uh, it, it never fails. The leader says, oh, I didn't know about that. Well, we can do something about that and they can quickly affect the desired change. Do you know? Sure. So it's very valuable for organizations to to do that and to engage their employees. Some leaders aren't brave enough to do that right off the bat. And maybe they just want to do it themselves, or maybe they want to just involve their leadership team. And that's fine too. But I really think it's important to open it up eventually to everybody because you get such a robust assessment 
mm-hmm. on the health of your organization that's going to be of such tremendous value to you and it really it just it sets the stage for the actions that you're going to need to take over the next year or two to really help strengthen your organization and help it become resilient and able to adapt to change any change that comes its way mm-hmm. I mean, that's saying a lot in this day and age when we got a lot of things coming at us Right. It sounds like what you're saying of the whole importance of transparency and that whole trust and vulnerability to be able to invite others to have get engaged in the conversation together with leadership and alignment, as you mentioned. And via yeah. these assessments, you can get a true sense, an honest uh, assessment mm-hmm. of the current state. We're wondering for the audience, what, what are some next steps that the audience can take or anything that you'd like to leave as a takeaway in closing? Well, number one, if you're not f- familiar with organizational excellence, familiarize yourself with it. I mean, I wrote a publication and it can be downloaded at no charge on my website because I want everybody to know about this. And it defines all those best management practices and it defines the principles. It brings all the excellence literature together, really. But then I added something new. And this was something to answer the most frequently asked question, which is how do you? And this is what I've gotten over the years is how do you do a business plan or how do you do a customer survey or dot, dot, dot. And so what this publication does is it also provides implementation guidelines that management consultants use because we do this sort of work all the time for organization. And so it gives you the methodology or the implementation steps that you're going to want to use for any one of these practices. And so it's a really good reference so number one, so you've now you've familiarized yourself with organizational excellence. And as you look through this, you're going to see some things you think, oh, yeah, I know. I know about that area quite well. And but there's going to be other areas where you think, oh, a bit of a learning curve. Going to have to learn a little bit more about that. But the next thing I would say is do an assessment of your organization. Figure out where you're at. What is your current state? Because when you do this assessment, You're assessing against these practices and principles that are common to high-performing organizations. So how do you measure? Very important. Then you can use the index to say, how does my organization compare to others? And then you can work on improvement that needs to take place. And I highly recommend that you engage and involve your employees in that because everybody can do a little something that contributes to strengthening the overall organization. People have fun doing it. They do their best work. They all contribute in a positive way. And then you can have fun celebrating the results. If you need to a little bit of help, there's workshops that you can take. You can train people to be trainers within your organization. You can work with outside specialists where help is needed. I think it's really important to do as much as you can on on your own, building on your strengths, and then working to address those opportunities for improvement in the way that makes sense for you. Uh, Knowing there are specialists out there that can assist where need be. But there's nothing quite like that, that experience of doing this sort of work, the leader and the employees in an organization and being guided by a specialist in the this area as required. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Don. We really appreciate you being with us. Thank you for sharing your story. And we welcome everyone again. Hope you that you check out the other uh, podcasts that we have available on SolveCast. Again, we are all problem solvers and curious and lifelong learners. So this is just the beginning. Don, you gave us great frameworks and next steps and resources and just strategies. Connect with us on social media. Connect with us on the websites. As far as, again, the term organizational excellence, and this is very relevant in any industry and especially uh, how the future of work is changing now. So thank you again for your time and talk to you all soon.